Hello and welcome back to Animosity, where we watch shows so you don't have to. It has been a long time since I've said that. Yay. I am here with my friend, Baron. Say hello. Baron Cornelius III Von Crake. Self-given name, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and today we're going to be uh, screaming, probably, about the Miraculous Ladybug Season 4 finale. Hooray. Oh. Man, do I have a lot of things to say about this one? Oh, do I have a lot of amazing things to say about this one? I just want to note that this finale made me cry. It it shocked me to my core. I I I didn't cry, but I think I was agape the entire time. Rightfully so. It was oh my god. It, it's this finale is the perfect thing. It is perfect there was nothing they did wrong mm -hmm. honestly it was it was a it was like um god it's like they 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 created the they actually got the drama right they really made it made it work they they took a step outside of the norm um mm -hmm. and we definitely see that starting with risk them creating risk. Normally we have it that a villain does not linger. I guess technically with the exception of Stoneheart, I think was the name? The right. origin villain who technically stayed. But this is the first mm -hmm. true instance of a villain staying. Um, and I think that was a bold choice and also something that we didn't know was possible up until this point. Right. So the the main the main thing that they did was so so Hawk Moth, Shadow Moth, I still call him Hawkey. Uh, he he figures out, okay, I need I need a way, I need a way to achieve my goal. Of course, now he for once he starts using his brain and decides I'm going to create a specific kind of 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 Akuma, of a villain that serves a specific purpose rather than just will get the, the, these teenagers jewelry for me yeah we're, we're taking once again taking a step outside of the norm of mugging these fucking children and we're gonna figure out what make them take risks which plays so much more into the main plot of the show than hawk moth could ever realize with the ongoing love square in air quotes because it's more of right it's more of a children's maze on a menu of a restaurant but like it's it it was a bold choice honestly they played it very well and also hawk moth akumatized a child again it's it's right back to the, the giant baby from season two we're, we're right. just praying on children mm -hmm. oh my god and and um and like the like but then there is the and of course i'm not and uh, this is like a smaller thing, but I think the way that he just rode his like uh, his tricycle around was was that intentionally supposed to be a Shining reference or no? Oh my god, I never watched a Shining, but I I feel like I should have known that. I'm mad at myself for not knowing. I mean, that. if they, I mean, just a few episodes ago, there was a pretty blatant Jurassic Park reference. So why shouldn't there be a Shining reference? Fair enough, honestly. They they are allowed to do whatever they damn well please. But like it was it was on they could be constantly riding around in certain situations. Um 
and just making it so like everyone the way risk worked is risk saying a song and if you heard the song you got a mark on the back of your neck and that mark caused you to take more risks why the villain is named risks simplicity so you it, it just made and it made the love plot progress because Marinette was very close to telling Adrian, but Lila and Chloe, who I have to assume have been plotting together, have they mm-hmm. when stopped her, um, like the a holes they are. Um, this this episode made me hate Lila. It made me hate Lila a little bit, and I've been people that have listened to this podcast know I've been defending Lila a lot. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be doing that as much anymore. I don't know about I don't know about you, Baron, but. Uh, I I mean I never really I never really supported her from the beginning mainly because I when she first showed up I kept shouting at my screen she literally has lie in her name you couldn't have made it more unsubtle like I'm just saying Lila was one of my favorite characters and and that's just not true anymore it's mm-hmm. Felix is now one of my favorite characters Felix played his cards perfectly yeah, and 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 speaking of Felix, oh boy, this is in a range of just wild questions. But like, so this isn't like normal normal treachery. So what is it? It's why what was what was that? What was that remorseful ish? I'm sorry. What was that? Him literally ransoming a uh, hawk moth. What what is this guy's end game? Who is he? Where did he get all the technology? How much money does this child have? Like the the, the see through monocle, the the lock picking, I don't know, mini mini robot. This guy got so much. This is why you don't care. This is why you rich parents should not give their kids money because they're gonna do crap like this. Right. You either. You know, I, like like look at look at all the other media about rich children. Look at uh, look at the stereotypical example. Look at Richie Rich. Look at look at um, crap. That's the only one I can think of. But still, <laughs> um, and then there's the then there's the then there's the uh, the matter of uh, like is is Felix going to be like the is he going to be like the main villain now or or is there an even like higher power that he's quote unquote working for if we flash back to a season 3 episode time breaker i believe we do get the quote i my master may be hawkmoth but i never said that that hawkmoth was you i don't think that's the actual quote cuz i haven't watched that episode in like months yeah that one that was that one was it and that was a time tagger, by the way. Crap, I'm so stupid. Timebreaker was season one. Uh, I don't know. I I took a long break from this show while season four was airing. Um, but like, well, to watch Shira, which I can geek on about for hours. But like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we get that reference, and everyone predicted, myself included, that that was talking about Lila considering Lila's working with Hawkmoth, and I believe Hawkmoth knows that Gabriel, or no, sorry, excuse me, Lila knows that Gabriel and Hawkmoth are the same person. And we have to assume that that is true. Um, so I guess people that have experience in mind games know who 
Gabriel and Hawkmoth did the same person because we knew Felix figured it out somehow. We fa- we found this out in the episode Gabriel. We knew. Right. Um, it's been a while since I've watched the episode, but I'm pretty sure that's true. And that definitely played a role because he. We'll talk. We'll talk about this more later. But he he knew, he knew what he was looking for, and he found fakes. Um, and meanwhile, another plot thing is that Adrian is going on a trip with Lila. Um, they get long, like month long trip to do an ad campaign for some fragrance that smells like, like mm-hmm. like harmony or love or something. I forget. It was. It was a. It, I could definitely see him doing that because Adrian's a model and everything. And we do find out in this episode that he does not like modeling, which. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's been his like his whole character thing. Yeah, he just wants a normal life. Normal TV, model mm-hmm. trope. Like it was. You you could you could have seen it without him having to say because the risk factor. You could have you could have seen that in his eyes, but like. He definitely. My train of thought just poofed. Uh, you want to speak while I try and figure my crap out? Yeah, so... So, what I... Yeah, so, like, the... So, like, that's... That's, that's like, uh... And I'm going to be making some huge reaches in terms of, like, analyzing it more closely because they, this might not have been intended by all, at all based on, like, their previous track record with, like, names and writing and stuff. But, like, if we can assume... We can say pretty closely that um felix is definitely uh definitely the literary foil to both marinette and adrian because uh like the like the main like the main conflict through through a lot of the in the background of season four and covered in a few of the episodes specifically is that uh Adrian as Cat Noir was starting to question whether uh, Ladybug even wanted him around anymore, and there was that whole thing about about loyalty. And meanwhile, in the in the finale, you have Felix is pretending to to be loyal in order to in order to do the in order to get the whole treachery thing. So that's anti-loyalty. And, and of course, then there's the matter of, even though he, on the surface, he looks bright and cheerful, Adrian is, he's bloody miserable. And compared to Felix, Felix is derived from a Latin word that literally means happy. So... <laughs> Jesus Christ, of course. That makes so much sense. Yeah, but and similarly, same name wise, he is also the sort of like evil foil of Ladybug because Felix in Latin can also be used to mean lucky or fortunate. Yeah, I I could see that because like yeah, he definitely got very lucky with his guess that Gabriel was talking about. Because if you imagine imagine he just went to some random person's house with the with the dog Max and be like. I want the peacock miraculous, and then the just random person's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And then calls the police, and then the whole, "Whoopsie, wrong person, <laughs> wrong address." Like that would that I prefer. I would have preferred that. That would have been funnier. Um, but I guess it wouldn't have led to what season five is going to look like. So yeah, and like there's the 
there's a matter of like when Felix when Felix first showed up, he I I honestly thought he was just gonna be like a one shot character. He's just a one shot character. Every time he was on screen that episode, I just said, "Ugh, what an asshole!" And yeah. I was like I didn't I didn't like the the fact that they were able to take a character that we assumed wasn't important and they made him important. That was pretty cool of them. I didn't I didn't expect that from them. I mean, I agree with that to a certain extent. I knew Felix was going to be reoccurring because of the ring. Mm-hmm. Since the since he got the ring, we knew that he was going to the ring was important. We knew we were going to get the ring back at some point, so I knew he was going to return. I did not think he was going to be the driving plot point of this finale. Definitely, especially after his um appearance appearance in Gabriel, but I definitely underrated character. We all thought it was going to be Lila, so I could yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and and then there's uh, and like stylistically, I like how they brought back the like giant floating head. <laughs> oh my Almost god! Giant floating butterfly head, surrounded by. Yeah, yeah. By the the sigils of all the miraculouses that he just swiped. Yeah, he he. So the way it ended, the way it ended perfectly. By the way, is the way the final fight where they were taking down Risk and also some senti monsters that were put in there, uh, to I don't know, overkill. They mm-hmm. they. And Ladybug gave Felix and Miraculous thinking that Felix was Adrian because they swapped places. Um, and Felix, being evil, um, used his Miraculous, which was the Miraculous of the dog, which I'm surprised that they, I guess they had to give it to him, even though that Miraculous was actually belonging to Sabina. Um, they gave it to him, and he, the dog Miraculous's power is fetch, which the whatever the dog ball thing touches can immediately be returned to the, hol- to the holder of the, the dog Miraculous. And so he used it to touch ladybug's um yo-yo after he figured out after he figured out that that is the portal to the miraculous and then he went after the fight was over and ladybug was trying to find him to collect his miraculous back he went to gabriel knowing the talk moth demanding the peacock miraculous in return the ball or which would contain the um the 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 yo-yo which would give gabriel access to all the miraculous and the ring which we knew was important to gabriel because dead wife so he, he made the trade, and now Gabriel swiped all the Miraculous, and now is in control of all the Miraculous. And it sets up um, kind of like um, a fetch quest sort of situation, kind of like how Transformers Prime did with its second season um, with the Icon Relics. It's same kind of deal. They're going to go out, they're going to fe- defeat a villain, they're going to fetch a Miraculous and bring it back. That right. I think Pokemon, but more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Yeah, like, um, but the, I think it's going to be, but, uh, in terms of the, uh, what is going to happen come season five, if it comes, hopefully, uh, is that, is that what the, what it, if this could, this could go to a few different ways. It could go the fetch quest way that you just mentioned, but one one sort of thing that I thought was more reasonable was that since he since uh, since he got the peacock miraculous first and transferred from Hawk Moth to 
more intimidating shadow moth. He figured out that you can that that he figured out that you can stack miraculous powers without without much of a problem. Yeah. And so I I assume that he that in the sort of classic in in an almost Dragon Ball esque way, he's just going to stack multiplier upon multiplier upon buff power buff upon power buff and it's just going to result in a large there's going to be a, a like a it's going to build up to like a boss fight at one point i could definitely see that but i have a small feeling it will be fetch quest because of course and that would actually make a really good season five finale to be mm. fair um and but however we do know that Hawkmoth is the smartest character in the show and yeah that leans towards your point but fetch quest leans towards lazy developer point so right. you know it, it i feel like it could go either way now that i think about yeah. it like there's the there's of course like the you know the what's the it's the classic um watsonian versus doyleist explanation for how the plot's going to develop you know yeah so and and uh i and i do i do find your description of him as the smartest character in this show kind of funny because it took him all the way until risk for him to realize hmm, maybe i should change my strategy a bit yeah but he real back in um season two he realized that Ladybug and Kanawar were figuring out who he was, so he akumatized himself to fill him off his trail. He partnered with Chloe, Lila, and I don't even know Felix at this point, to as allies to help take Ladybug down, knowing that they also had hatred for Ladybug, employing people with the same minded, which Ladybug and Kanawar did, but in a in a different kind of way, more as, you know, side hustle superheroes. And he if if he wasn't playing smart, he would have been caught by now. It's the same way how Lila is one of the smart characters. That is true. I will. I will. Yeah, that is, I will accept that. So he may not be the smartest character in the show per se. That might that title might actually belong to Max. Now that I really think about it, but he is smarter than Ladybug and Cat Noir. Yeah. So. So. And we, we of course know, I mean, he says it in his monologue every episode that he's, he's trying to get the ladybug and cat miraculous so he can, what, bring back his, his, in quotation marks, dead wife. But we still don't have like a, we have an implication of what will happen, but we don't have like a real, um, a real knowledge of what would happen, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Like they just they just say like some some people I've seen some speculation online that it's going to work on on like the rules of like equivalent exchange from Full Metal Alchemist or the the Fountain of Youth from the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie that in order for him to like uh bring back his dead wife it's going to cost someone else's life in exchange which that's the yeah. speculation i saw definitely it that kind of leads into the whole fandom theory of adrian as a centa monster which i yeah, don't believe I, I, for a second i've seen that yeah i don't i don't really believe it either yes it because it, it just makes zero goddamn sense and yeah 
like so definitely I do think it will cost Adrian's life to bring back. Um what's her name? Um is it Emily it or is like, it Amelie? It was like Amelie or something. Uh, it's either Emily or Amelie. One's a sister, Definitely one's Amelie. It's a French show, so Yeah, honestly. It's a Amelie, I think. So it's to bring back Amelie would cost Adrian's life, and so it just shows that how, or Gabriel is a horrible parent. Um, or yeah. uh, there was something else going on um, behind the scenes. Wink, wink. PG-13 show. Can't talk about right. it. <laughs> but, like, but, yeah. but yeah, it is. It, it has been. It has been very clearly shown that Gabriel, he just doesn't give a shit. Like in the in the alternate timeline they showed us in cat in cat blanc they show that he's he's perfectly willing to akumatize his own son just for his own means sure that may have been like an alternate timeline but it still shows that said character is still capable of that definitely yeah so so and then and then for the showing us hawkbot is willing to do whatever it takes for him to be ransomed by Felix like that, that was pretty shocking. No, it actually wasn't, because the ring played a very specific role, and he ran the calculation in his head knowing that this would be a smart choice, because now he has control of all the miraculous, meaning, one, more powers, and two, Ladybug can no longer call on other people to help him, her defeat him, and he knew right. that. So I think that was honestly the best decision. Because if not, and he refused, Felix will also expose his identity. Mm -hmm. Which Felix probably would have done. Because Felix yeah. is and so then, good. I guess, now that we've wrapped back around to Felix, what are your takes on like what Felix's agenda is? Um, like, I think Felix plays for himself. And only himself. He is self-motivated, does things for his own game. So he he was looking for the Peacock Miraculous. For what intention, we don't know, but his motives are all self-centered. Whereas th people's, like, Hawkmoth's motives are to bring back his wife. Um, Natalie's motives are lust. Ladybug's mo motives are to stop Hawkmoth. Um, Chloe's motives were self-based. Lila's motives are self-based. Yeah. You know. And then, but then there was that one, that one moment that really threw me, and I'm still a bit confused by it. It was that remorseful, I'm sorry, from him. From Felix? Yeah, what was that about? That was, that was Felix playing Adrian's character. Mm, that's fair, but I, I, I. I watched this like a few hours ago and I'm still playing on the details. I don't think anyone else was around at the time to hear that. No. He just said it. He just said it. No, it wasn't Gabriel. No, but... no, no. When he when he said the I'm sorry line, no one else was no one else was around to hear it. He just said it on the spot. Was that when he found Amelie's essentially dead body? Oh no no no! That was right after the them dropping the set of monsters into the sun scene. I watched um this episode yesterday, so 
I'm very much blanking on the detail, but the remorseful, remorseful, I'm sorry, coming from Felix, um, he must have realized, like, how crazy Hawkmoth would have go to save his, um, to save his wife. Therefore, it must have, he must have been like, okay, uh, no, that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah that's so out like of character. That, 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 that sort of, that line from him makes me think, like, like you, you did mention correctly how his his motivations so far are pretty line line up pretty well with Chloe and Lila. But that remorseful "I'm sorry" from him makes me think that there's way more to him than just than just Chloe, who is pretty strictly surface level, and Lila, who is much more devious and deceitful. But her actual motives are still again pretty surface level. Yeah, honestly, this is why I don't do this show alone anymore, because I would not have picked up on that. Um, like, yeah, that's so out of character for Felix. I honestly don't know. I'd have to rewatch it and uh, analyze the scene a bit more, because um, I was pausing this like so many times. This this took me like an hour and a half to watch, I think, was what I was up to, because I was you were just yeah. I, I'm saying I tweeted before. I'm saying I'm about to watch the finale, and I tweeted like an hour and a half later. This thing was insane. So someone else do the math. But like, oh my god, it was so. That's so out of character. I don't get it. I'd have to look in. I'd have to look at it more. Um. Oh, I, actually, you know, what? I want to bring this up quickly. Can we talk about the camera angles on Gabriel? <laughs> There were two instances that came to mind that come to mind immediately of right when Felix is the whole ending is going down and he's taking all the miraculous. The camera angles on his face are hilarious. They're yeah. so good. Yeah, like it's that I'm probably horribly misusing this term Dutch angle. That's racist. <laughs> is that racist? No, 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 like, that's actually what it's called, I Canceled, swear. canceled, canceled, canceled. Yeah, but, but still, the, uh, the, the, again, I'm probably reading, like, way too much into this. That's what we do here. But the, the, the camera angle may, may be, like, indicative of how, of how, like, uh, when, like, for the first when when Felix like first ransomed Hawk Moth, he was he was taken completely off guard. He legit did not expect that in any capacity. And but then the camera but then the camera angle indicates that even though he didn't expect that development, it still ultimately went in his favor, very favorably to him. Yeah. Then, or they just wanted to use a weird animation trick. I feel like it could have been a combination of the both. Zag is a weird guy. Um, but like, yeah, when he was Felix Felix's goal was to get the Peacock Miraculous. Felix right. and I made a mental note of this as it was happening. When he went down to where Amelie's kept, he had no idea. This was completely new news to him. He had no clue this was happening. He only knew the surface level of Hawk of what Hawkmoth was doing. He didn't know the in depth. Now that he knows the in depth, he it can he connected some dots, and I think that plays a portion in why the ring was given back. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, yeah. 
and and you and since we're still on the subject of miraculous ladybug, you might if I like wildly change the topic at hand um, related to this show, but it's way way different. I think we're yeah. Um, you know what? Yeah, we. I, I'm not putting a time limit on this. We can go all night. So go ahead. Okay. All right. And it's about it's about uh, fan made content for this show. You're you're talking to someone that makes fan made content for this show. Watch your words, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So are you are you familiar with this fan web comic called Scarlet Lady? Totally not looking it up. <laughs> oh, that is not what that profile picture looked to me. Okay, no, I'm not. I looked it up, and the first image that comes up looked really NSFW from a list from a distance. So I'm not gonna bother. You okay, you explain so, this one. So all right, so it's a. It's in, it's a, it's in, so the setup is a slight, a slight alternate universe where at the, at the beginning, due to, due to a, due to a Chloe induced mishap, the, the ladybug miraculous doesn't end up in the hands of Marinette at first. It ends up in the hands of Chloe and, and, and the cat, Cat Miraculous still ends up in the hands of Adrian, but because of that, but because of that, that, uh, oh my God, because of that change, it's, it, the whole thing is about, uh, Tiki and pretty much everyone else around her having to push Chloe in order to be like a proper hero. Of course, even in her superhero identity which she of course calls scarlet lady she's still she's still egotistical it's still all about all about me and and it's it's grossly it's it's grossly comedic it's it's not like a very serious au it, it's just very funny all all around it's oh my god i i don't really touch web comics this um, one, this one, this one is great. It's the, it's like one of the few web comics I like keep, I like stay updated on. Fair enough. We can, we might be able to do an episode of this just talking about that. Cause that actually sounds really interesting. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think, I think I've spoken everything I need to speak about this finale. Yeah. Uh, one, like one final thing I will. I will add about the about this finale is that uh, this is like a more meta contextual thing, but uh, shows airing on the Disney Channel ending their seasons on cliffhangers. That's a PR strategy. Yeah, it's it's the insurance of how can we make them come back. It's a good strategy. Yeah, it if it I mean if it's making if it's going if it's making us come back to watch the Owl House, if it's going to make us come back to watch Amphibia, it's gonna work. I forgot the Owl House cliffhanger. Right, is and and I I just like when that ha like 
whenever there is a cliffhanger that ends up resulting in me having to wait for the resolution, it usually ends up with me shouting at my screen, maybe grabbing the edges of the TV. You better not be watching these on Disney Channel. That actually reminds me. I'm going to make this point quickly because I'm going to do a solo episode entirely dedicated onto this. If you're going to watch Miraculous Ladybug, Owl House, Amphibia, any Disney show, don't do it in a place where it will give Disney money. You guys oh, may or may not oh, be familiar. Hella, hella no. Oh, let me, I have, there's a, I have a lot of feelings on this, and I'll get into them in a different episode, but we're basically saying now, some of you may or may not be familiar with something called the Don't Say Gay Bill. Some of you might. It is a bill in Florida that prevents public school teachers from teaching LGBT sexual orientation, gender stuff, anything queer is completely banned in public schools. It's a horrible bill. And Disney actively supports it and actively is giving money to support it. And thanks to a little inside bit from Dana Terrace, our Lord and Savior, we found out that Disney sent an email to all people working for Disney, essentially telling them, we're going to keep doing this, but here's some kind words to shut you up. So they're going to continue to support the Don't Say Gay bill. So now we're starting, now it started Disney Do Better, Boycott Disney, so many different things. And now everyone, don't be giving Disney money. They need to learn that they can't be supporting these kind of bills. I've been watching Disney stuff on third-party platforms for a long time now because I've had vendettas with Disney for totally different reasons, but this is just supporting my points. So please, please, please don't watch anything on Disney platforms. If you're going to go see Turning Red, see a third-party. Don't give Disney movie tickets. Right, right, of course. I, I encourage everyone who listens to this podcast, get that Jolly Roger out of your closet, fly it on high. Absolutely, dude. I I hate Disney as a company, but they yeah, make good shows. And I was I was pi- I was primarily pirating before, just simply because I didn't want to wa- have to sit through commercials <laughs> while watching while watching my stuff. But now I have an actual reason to keep pirating. Yeah, I don't pirate. I just watch on third party websites. I don't need to deal with anything i'm just saying i get a lot of ads that's saying they can make my ding dong three times longer that's all i'm saying like it's not those it's not though it's not the it's not those extremely loud and intrusive commercials that you usually see on that kind of network okay but do you but have you ever gotten an ad for your ding dong getting three times longer no, but it did tell me that Lucky. there were single Russian women in my area. Well, not anymore, because Russia's on lockdown. Yeah. There's no more Russians in my area. Darn. Oh, no. Whatever am I to do? I love me- switch to Estonians. <laughs> I love memeing world wars. Um, I'm going to be in trouble for that statement. Anyways, like, don't be giving Disney money. Watch the Owl House third party. Watch Mackie's Ladybug third par- third party. Watch Turning Red third party. I still gotta watch Turning Red. Probably won't. Yeah, I might actually. I don't know. I'm flip flopping because the art style makes me want to take my eyes out with a knife, but I've heard it's good. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen people when when that movie got like when the trailer came out, people got people were up in arms. They were raising their torches and pitchforks on high like myself included person yeah like i like for the the art style for me you're of course your mileage may vary on this but i don't think the 
I think the art style, uh, I like the shift in the art style that they've done for and this movie. And that is enough of you. How do yeah. I mute? How do I mute you? Oh no, I'm gonna get guillotined again. <laughs> you gotta be careful what you say online. I got in trouble for saying Shadow Weaver was a good character. That's a story for another day. Um, yeah, but but the in terms of the the what the movie is actually like uh what it's actually like doing uh i think i think it is like important for a lot of like kids that age to to watch that kind of movie for the kind of message it has honestly i agree with that it has a good message yeah and 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 like uh more and like more Im- importantly i i have i am just looking to watch it just because it just looks like a like a, a very nice casual very comedic watch not like the the super the super drama that was in kanto i didn't watch in kanto i didn't watch in kanto i don't want to watch in kanto it doesn't look like a good movie fight me uh, I, fight me oh boy uh yeah, I yeah. The thing about Encanto is that although it was although it was very good, like narratively, narratively speaking, songs songs were all really good. But by the end of the movie, it didn't really like leave me feeling very good. Like it was a good movie in terms of it was well written, it was well acted, it was well animated, but it didn't make me feel very good. Kind of like. Yeah, it was kind of a depressing, honestly. Yeah, we got very off topic. Really yeah, back. Yeah, oh, oh, we, we could, did. We can, trust me, this just proves to me that we make a good pair. Oh, oh, totally, totally, so, totally. So definitely we're going to have, we're talking a little bit more after we're done recording. Do you have anything else you would like to add specifically about Risk and or Strike Back? Nope, I think that's about all I have to say. That's all I got. Same, so... Honestly, um, if I would first of all like to say congratulations over the animated. You got an episode out like three hours after the finale release. I'm just saying I'm still better than you because me oh, no. and my me and my friend Rohan, when the New York special was released, we got an, an episode of Animosity out like an hour after it was it was finished airing. We booked it, recorded, and got it published an hour later. That is my greatest accomplishment in life. So we're you still are better than speed. I am speed. I'm not talking about LSD. <laughs> that was a bad joke. I'm sorry. Like it, me and I have a feud with Over the Animated. I gave them a nice, simple comment on their YouTube video on one of their YouTubers, and they liked it. And then they stole an idea from us. In air quotes. Oh no. And then I'm they like, hey, credit you? No, because like we talked about something. We talked about a topic, and then like two days later they talked about the same topic and they didn't give us any credit and and i'm like i kind of called them out on their comments I'm like hey we literally just talked about this credit and they deleted my comment and and oh i oh my god and i used to like overly animated um overly animated got me through the beginning of the quarantine their podcast about miraculously but got me through the beginning of quarantine and i respect them for and it they, and they and they so coldly betrayed you they've they've they betrayed me i I, I actually do the point where I wanted to collab with them, but nope, that ain't happening. Instead, I collabed with Stay True to the Miraculous Ladybug, who I think are dead and MIA currently. 
Shiloh, oh, Nicole, get get back. Come on. I, I miss you guys. You guys were funny. Um, there's no way they're going to hear that. Like, I don't know. They over-animated. I, nice job getting an episode out so quick. But we're still better than you. Anyways, um, thank you guys so much for watching this. Um, it's good to be back. I refuse to explain myself because it'll be like the 20th time I've explained why I've taken a break. So screw that. Um, but I don't things should now that I have a someone to record with again, hopefully, then this will be more regular. So thank you guys so much for watching. Um, Baron, you have the floor if there's anything you would like to shout out. Right, of course. Uh, if anyone is interested, you can follow me on on Twitter at Crake underscore corn. That's C R A K E. Uh, but but anyways. This has been the animosity. This has been the animosity podcast with yes. Jackpot and Baron Craig. I wish you all a good evening. And I have to agree with that. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.